This week on Last Week, we're back on the sauce. And how hard should games really be? Destiny 2, we're back, and apparently pretty mediocre. This is Last Week on the Internet. I'm Fonz, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Jake. How are you doing tonight? Just like Destiny, I'm having a second release, but this time it's for fans who might be more excited. Who knows? And I'm doing all right. How about you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. We got some some pretty, I guess, condensed and interesting stories on the docket for this week. Might be a last week junior episode. You'll have to uh, wait and find out. out we can there, only hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you can. I guess you can already see. Yeah. The, um, you the, know before the us. length of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, in a follow up to a story from last week, um, it was last week that we talked about the uh, Szechuan sauce, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we talked about that, and if you didn't listen to last week, you're a terrible fan. Also. Ah. No, um, basically, McDonald's decided to hop on that old cash boat of Rick and Morty artists, I mean fans, oh, who man. like the, the Szechuan sauce meme, and decided to release um, some Szechuan sauce in select stores. Um, the, the strange part about it being they release like roughly 20 packets if that per store um so naturally this resulted in a lot of uh angry neckbeards that had escaped <laughs> the prison <laughs> of their basements that were out in the sunlight and angry because oh, they man. did not have any szechuan sauce let me tell you so, when i escape my basement i'm always angry that's my secret yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a few we did i don't know if we talked about them but there were a few stories i think we did talk about the guy who was like charging ten dollars a dip of a nugget into the szechuan sauce um and there were there were some more lucrative rick and morty fans who decided to throw their szechuan sauce up on ebay um i believe i looked it up around the time that this happened and a lot of the listings were around the 300 dollars mark but um one young lady by the name of rachel marie was a lot more lucrative with her szechuan sauce because she traded some idiot somewhere for it in exchange for a car um someone Apparently, I'm sure his name is in this article, but I'm not nope. reading it fast enough. Oh, he did not, okay. give, he did not yeah. give permission for his name to be used. But, oh, because he didn't want to be ridiculed. Yes, um, but he did say <laughs> that he just it was totally worth it because he, quote, just needed me some freaking sauce. Yeah, which is cringy enough. Uh, um, so he did tra- trade it for a 2000 um, Volkswagen Golf, a Mark IV. Which already triggers me. I'm a Volkswagen fan myself, and um, I would not trade my Mark III for a packet of stupid McDonald's sauce. Uh, um, especially considering, and nobody tell him this, they're bringing the sauce back. Yeah. So, <laughs> luckily for him, he did have a second car, so it's not like he gave up his only car, but still, you traded a car for a packet of meme sauce that will exist shortly in, in a, I think they said December yeah in their little uh press release so yeah in a couple of months he could have gotten some sauce and also still had a car um 
You know what's what's weird about this? So like I I was watching this YouTube uh, guy talking about the Rick and Morty whole situation, and he he talked about how he was just like, um, uh, so like the day that the Rick and Morty sauce was at McDonald's, I woke up and I wasn't feeling really good, but you know I decided to go to McDonald's anyways, and I got there and the line was all the way around the block, and mm-hmm. I I was so mad because like the lady said that all the sauce had actually been sold and the line was just people waiting in line because they had given some sauce to some radio people and they were doing an <laughs> auction or they were doing like a, a lottery to see if you could like win the sauce so the, all the line was okay. was for like the lottery and he was like i could have just stayed in bed and like not not done any of this i was like yeah you could have just not been a neckbeard and gone yeah. crazy over some stupid sauce Right, and like we discussed, or like we discussed last week, and my one of my bigger points on the the whole sauce debacle is Sasuke. Uh, yeah, Sasuke is the fact that nobody remembers what this sauce tastes like. like. That's the thing is that, like this dude was like our age, so there's no way he remembers yeah, the sauce. You don't remember what it tastes like, so like you don't. I don't know. Like I said, my bigger issue is the fact that I'm not trying to like say McDonald's is lying and they you know potentially did not use the original formula who knows but they could have just like i don't know mixed up some sriracha and ketchup and put it in there and said that it was szechuan sauce and everyone's going crazy over it and it's like you don't know and you could make it yourself i don't know yeah we've talked about this i'm triggered uh, well let's move um, away from it <laughs> yeah let me get triggered a little bit yeah. more. um so next year i won't be watching addq because i'm angry um <laughs> <laughs> next year's uh, AGDQ, which stands for Awesome Games Done Quick. If you're unfamiliar with this, it is a speed running. I don't know what you would call this a convention. I guess it's, a, um, it's for charity. It's neck, an event. Next year convention? No. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's called Awesome Games Done Quick. It's a speed running for charity style event. So basically, you have a bunch of people who have set records. More than uh, a lot of them have set like world records in speed running video games, and they essentially just you know show off some speed running skills live on um on twitch every year and the donations are accepted for different charities um there's a staple in the agdq list that has showed up i want to say every single year and that game is super metroid for the super nintendo and the games listing for this year or sorry next year's agdq 2018 was posted and super metroid is not on the list and naturally um a lot of agdq fans thought that this might be a typo or something like that so they tweeted at agdq and or rather games done quick because they do do um other events that are of a similar style just different times of the year and um they responded and said, you're not mistaken. There is no Super Metroid on the games list for AGDQ 2018. And if it's not on the list or a backup, it won't be run. Um, which is kind of perplexing because of the fact that there has always been a major like amount of donations that are given to one particular part of the Super Metroid run. And that's whether or not you want to save or kill the animals. Um, so their omission of... Super Metroid has me and other fellow neckbeards angry. Up in arms. Um, I don't know. I probably still watch it. I'll probably still watch it. But I'm really confused as to why, A, they decided to take it out when it's such a like prominent part of GDQ. And then the fact that they kind of gave, in my opinion, maybe it's just because it's on the internet and there's no context 
or sorry, there's no tone when you're reading, you know, like a tweet or something. But it yeah. sounds like they're like sassy about it. They're hmm. like, no, it's not on the list. It's not going to get run. It's like, wait, but you could like easily just explain why. Like, maybe, even if they gave a reason as just, like, oh, I don't know, like, we had a lot of feedback from fans saying they were tired of seeing it. Like, that's fine, sure. But instead of just being like, if it's not on the list, it's not getting run. It's like, <laughs> whoa, you can relax, bud. Like, I, I don't know. It seems kind of weird. Uh, like I said, that being said, I probably still will watch GDQ, but I'm not donating. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's move into a piece we can both chime in on. Ha, so um, what's the deal here with this this Destiny? Tell me the Destiny stuff. Yeah, if you uh, have been listening to the last several episodes, Jake and I have been talking about um, getting Destiny 2 for PC when it releases this upcoming Monday, October 23rd. And um, it seems like both of us were kind of uh, seeing these videos but didn't talk about it until right before the show. And that's that there are a lot of critiques from Destiny fans coming out saying that Destiny 2 is bad. Um, and I even went, now granted, it's, you know, it's one person, it should be taken with a grain of salt. But I even um, went as far as seeing someone who legitimately said, don't buy this. They said, hmm. don't buy Destiny 2 unless it's, like, on sale. They were like, this is not a $60 game. Do not pay $60 for this game. Wait for a sale. Don't buy it. Um, and I don't know about necessarily, like, what you saw or all of what you saw, but um, a lot of points of contention that I saw were that the game is too easy, um, that it's very repetitive, that the storyline is bad, and yeah. that... A lot of it was, uh, as we discussed, a lot of it was getting compared to Destiny 1, although I did see a few people who were in our same positions. Neither one of us played Destiny 1, um, and there were some people who did not play Destiny 1 who also still said Destiny 2 was bad. So how are, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, I saw some similar like people saying the same things. Maybe I was watching the same videos uh, yeah. at the same time. <laughs> and uh, people were saying like the story is not good. It's too similar to Destiny One. That um, that it just isn't really uh, it isn't like new and like fresh enough. I guess. Yeah. Which is what I saw a lot. But like, like you said, I never played Destiny One, so it's gonna be pretty new to me. Right. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. But on the same hand. I don't know. See, here's what what kind of has me concerned. If the game is as repetitive as everyone says, I mean, I know that they will probably release expansions and stuff like that, but let's talk about like the the game in its current state. If it's actually as repetitive as everyone says and there's really only like one raid and it's a lot of just like grinding, I'm not sure what what makes me nervous is is it going to be able to actually hold my interest long enough to justify purchasing a triple a title if it's really that just like repetitive and as far as i you know like as far as what a lot of the critiques were saying that it's kind of boring because it's too easy yeah um, i did watch angry joe and he he gave it a six out of ten and um which is you know about middle of the road if not just a hair above average and there were several scenes where he had like his gun aimed down the site and was just standing in one position and the AI for the enemies would just run at him in a straight line with like 
very large gaps in between them so that he could literally just stand there and just one shot one reload one shot one reload and not mm. have to like do anything yeah and i've realized you know like that's kind of a vignette of parts of the game i'm sure the entire game is not like that um one game one uh video that i watched a guy was talking about how once you start losing your shields and you like start getting low health it seems like out of nowhere the enemies suddenly get worse aim and Uh... it makes it really difficult for you to die because like you can take low health and kind of just like not really have to care because they're not going to hit you anyway right Uh, i think it was in this same guy's video you know how there's like all those dancing emotes in destiny uh he was doing a raid and he was timing himself to see how long he could just leave his dancing emote going because none of the enemies would hit him huh that's interesting yeah that that like watching videos like that kind of they made me have second thoughts to be honest Hmm, yeah Um, i I was was, it's weird that you mentioned this because i was having second thoughts as well um but also i'm just trying to get out of that 2k life man i'm just need another game <laughs> yeah got... here's like anything to take me yeah, out <laughs> just please so uh, i i bought hitman recently and yeah. it's just it's good but it's just definitely not as absorbing as like a game that i would need to get me out of the out of the hole <laughs> right that honestly seeing you play 2k so much is like it's almost convincing me to want to play 2k the only thing like one of the main thing that's stopping me is that i know i won't like it. yeah why no why would you no no just because okay. i want to be able to play with you no but you, i'm no. just like oh man don't. i already know i'm not gonna enjoy it. no you're not don't do it um if it was a cheaper game i would do it but what's uh, there's been times where i've gotten close and i'm just like dude i'm just gonna buy 2k and play with jake because like you're on all the time so i'm just like dude even if i need help i know that you'll be on but i'm just like oh it's 60 dollars. please don't please no no (laughs) i can't (laughs) i can't not recommend the game enough yeah you're like you're the addict and you're just like don't let it do don't let yeah. it happen to you too man don't use make me as <laughs> use me as a as a, what could be and just like yeah live your life better yeah. i hit that two hour mark and i'm way past it dude it's too late for me i'm gone <laughs> might as well get I the forgot, value actually um speaking of that uh i could just buy 2k and then return it don't you'll literally not even get enough gameplay of it you'll yeah. be stuck in fucking loading screens for so oh long. yeah that's true there's, there's so many cutscenes. yeah i would have to return it before i get to start the game oh man i think it's um i saw a post about it where someone was like 2k is like jipping people off with these cutscenes because they know about the steam thing and they made their cutscenes so long that way you can't refund the game and i do not think that's the case at all because i think 2k makes so little money off of the pc sales but uh i just think it's funny because people were like responding and they're like no there's other game modes that you can try out and play and blah 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 i was like oh man they're still apologist because like at this point uh and this is some trend this turns into something that i kind of wanted to talk about what's the deal with like i don't i never understand when like what's the deal with airline food stop it <laughs> <laughs> what's up with like what when a a the like the uh the critic score doesn't match uh-huh. the user score that's something that's always interesting and we can talk about it in, in another episode but it's something yeah. that's interesting with games and also like with movies and stuff like that and shows i guess um so like i'm looking well, at destiny and the okay. meta score for the um, for Destiny Two is eighty five, while the user score is five point seven. I was so gonna like, say that's I a feel bit like, of a difference. 
Yeah. Not huge, I, but pretty right. big. I was going to say, I feel like a lot of times the scores are not the same. No, but, like, and, why aren't they more similar? So, like, so that oh. that's basically the difference of, like, if they're both on, like, 10-point scales, so right, more or less. Right, right. So, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. meta score, the, the, the critic score is 85, the user score is 57. How, right. that's, that's a 30-point jump. Yeah, I mean, that is a pretty good, uh, a pretty decent gap. Of course, the... You'd expect them feel like... to be a little bit more similar. Right. I do feel like one major factor that you're, you are going to get with that, that needs to be taken into consideration is um just like people who are review bombing yeah that's i mean that is true too but like what i i maybe i'm just like a tinfoil hat over here but like Uh sometimes i just feel like game critics they like review a game but they they don't play deep enough into a game to like maybe see all of its flaws so like we we talked about 2k if you look at 2k right now it has a meta score of 81 which is pretty remarkable because the <laughs> user score is a 17 oh god <laughs> yeah that that's kind of high and so like just see, like in a situation like that i definitely see what you mean where you're saying like uh, clearly they didn't play the game enough right so like in that those situations like sure okay 30 point difference that that's pretty big but like maybe maybe the like you said, maybe the review bombing, maybe they're mad about things that like critics don't get as mad about. So like maybe mm-hmm. the your average gamer. So like I see on this you know, on Metascore, like people are mad about microtransactions in Destiny, and some people are just like instantly just giving zeros. They're not being as like you know like uh, unbiased with their reviews because they'll be like right. has has uh, has microtransactions zero zero out of yeah. ten. So like yeah 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 they're not being as biased but there definitely are more reviews there's a uh, thirteen thirty seven reviews for Destiny two I, know. I nice. saw that Leaked. so um <laughs> yeah it's just like in the case with like NBA two K you'd feel like and this isn't just with this game but like with other games too it sometimes feels like sometimes the critics miss miss the mark and right. they they uh, they review a game either too low or too high uh, sometimes yeah yeah i can i can see that um, same with like shows and movies looking. too like sometimes you'll see yeah. a, a movie that like audiences really really liked but critics did not like or vice versa. right i can i can definitely see that when you're looking at the um the difference between the meta score for uh for 2k18 the meta score and the user score that's a little bit absurd yeah for for i mean i don't know about you but usually and like that's the the downside with the meta score being so high is i don't know which okay so which one of these two scores if you were to look on metacritic which one weighs heavier to you personally um usually honestly i personally look at the the user score because okay most of the time i feel like i usually agree with the user because like if you look at it it's also like you're looking at sure the maybe the critics are being like less biased and they're being more um fair with their scores they're not saying like, oh, this thing, I didn't like it, so instantly it's zero. But like, right. most of the time, there's obviously there's usually more reviews from the users. So it's like, there's 50 critic reviews versus like 456. So right. I like to go with like, oh, well, there's more, there's more people, and yeah, sheeple, but still, there's more people, <laughs> there's more like information there. Yeah, I see what you mean. See, 
I unfortunately am kind of like the opposite. I, if I look at Metacritic, <clears throat> I think the one that weighs heavier for me is the Metascore, and that's because sometimes I feel like people, like you were mentioning before, sometimes people don't like take their review seriously. And although I agree with the fact that sometimes the the professional critics don't necessarily pay enough attention. I don't know. There's too much just like trolling, in my opinion, going on in the in the user rating. So maybe See, I think like, that too. I mean, of course, it's like, good to pay. I usually take that in consideration. So like, yeah. obviously, maybe 2K18 isn't like actually a 1.7, but it's also right. definitely not an 81. So yeah, true. You kind of like enough. look in between them. Yeah, and yeah, then I true. tend to usually like look to the side of uh, you know, um. The user. The, the users, yeah. Have you yeah. ever seen... I, we can get off this topic in a second, but have you ever seen the Boondock Saints? I have not. Oh, me neither. Well, never mind. Let's not talk about it. I was just yeah. looking at... I was looking at movies that have uh, a big gap between the meta score and the uh, the user score. Or between the, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, like, whatever they're called. The, the uh, like, the critic score versus... Yeah, the, right. basically the same thing. Critic score, user score. Yeah, see, another thing, I guess, that kind of, like, makes me come to that kind of more leaning towards the metacritic score um is and this is could be an isolated incident but um i specifically remember when breath of the wild was getting such high scores that it made people write like users were writing negative reviews on purpose just to make the score go lower so like Uh. that's the kind of thing where i'm just like oh you can't like it's you know it kind of diminishes the credibility of the user score because you'll get people who do stuff like that you know what i mean yeah i don't know i'm so, taking a look at a uh, breath of the wild right now and i'm i was gonna look at with the see okay all right fair enough so like the user score see but then i don't know i haven't played it so i can't weigh in but it's like yeah. the user score is an 8.4 the meta score is like a 97 is yeah that's breath, evened out is breath of the wild like legitimately a perfect game because 97 is a damn good score that is a really high score i mean it also i also remember when um is it literally this guy wired uk says breath of the wild is a masterpiece i remember when this game came out and the critics were writing their meta scores it actually took a while before someone did not write a 100 really Hmm. yes Uh, i actually you were talking about the users who like wrote bad reviews just to get mm-hmm. it, like to knock it. I right. remember I was reading about that there were um, like Nintendo fanboys who were mad at the people who were not giving it a hundred. That were not yeah. giving it a ten. There, there was also that. Like if you click so on the Breath of the Wild um, page or whatever, if you click the based on one hundred and eight critics, click on that and just like scroll down that real quick. Look at how uh, many hundreds there are. Yeah, I saw. And, yeah, it was like that for a minute because it it had a 100 on Metacritic, and then someone wrote um, like a lower than 100 score, and then the, the first person anyway who wrote like less than a 100, and everyone was like raging. Holy about shit! It. And then of course like other people then Slant other gave sites it a 60. did. Yeah, yeah. Then like over time, more sites you know put their their reviews up in the yeah. You know, it changed it, but for for I don't know, it might have been took a couple of days or something. But in the very beginning, it did have a one hundred, just like a a perfect score, which mm. was pretty insane. Um, and then for me, having having literally only played the first Zelda game and then the most recent Zelda game, um, I don't know. They're not even like being biased towards like the meta score. 
maybe it's just because I don't have enough to compare it to, but I honestly could not tell you something that I disliked about the game. Huh, interesting. Now, I don't know, I mean, that kind of, you run into issues when you start giving games like 10 out of 10s, because then it's just like, well then, you're kind of making the argument that there is no better game than this. And then, of course, when another game comes out and you feel the same way, it's like, all right, well now what about the other game? But um, for me, like I said, for me personally, there, I cannot think of anything that I have experienced in Breath of the Wild that I would just be like, ah, I wish they took that out, or like, I wish this was even different. the breakable like, weapons. You like that? Um, it doesn't bother me. Hmm. Interesting. Be- All right, well, and just well, oh, yeah. just pre-purchased my Switch. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't bother me uh, because, frankly, like I said, have not played any other Zelda games except for the first one and the last one. So maybe this is why people are getting triggered about that. But there's honestly so there's a plethora of weapons available in the game to the point uh, where it's just like I don't know. Like you're kind of getting angry. You know, you might have liked one particular weapon, but frankly, it's kind of just like you'll find it again. And in my opinion, it kind of makes you have to shake up your combat because if you you know you can hold several weapons. So if you could just hold, I don't know, six swords and none of them break. Well, why would I use any of the other five? Why wouldn't I just use this one? And then what, yeah. at that point, what's the point of holding six? And I don't know. I kind of like that, you know, your weapon breaks and it makes you learn different combat styles with other kinds of weapons. And it also makes you like pay attention to picking up other weapons and comparing it. It does. You don't have to like open up the stats and stuff. It gives you a quick compare like when you hover over it. So it, it makes you pay attention to like, OK, well, I have these weapons. Is this weapon worth me even picking up? You know, like... Hmm. As opposed to, like, I just have this one sword and, like, I can pretty much destroy everything and who cares? You know, like, yeah. then it kind of gets repetitive. But let's move on. No, wait. No, I can't move on oh, yet. No. Okay. <laughs> All right, we can't move on. But after this, real quick. So I was trying to find a, a movie that we probably have both seen, that there's a big <laughs> difference between the critic score and the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. So how about this? Did you ever see the fantastic 2001 flick, Spy Kids? Oh, yeah, buddy, I did. <laughs> Do you remember if you liked it or not? Um, I remember as a kid. I Okay, that is fair. I did not like... see it as an adult. So okay. I have not seen it recently. Yeah, I haven't seen it recently. I have watched a review of it recently. Um, Do they I remember... review positive? Uh, no. <laughs> I remember as a kid, I thought it was all right. But I also thought it was, even as a kid, thought it was pretty cheesy. Okay, so here's the question, though. Do you, we can actually turn this into a game maybe later. Um, uh-huh. Did audience like it more, or did critics like it more? Um, you're talking about for the first Spy Kids? The first Spy Kids, yeah. Uh, I Don't. guess... Don't burn your hair too much. It's uh, it's just a yes or. or. (laughs) I would think the audience probably liked it more because it was a kid's movie. So actually, it has a certified fresh 93% on uh, Rotten Tomato and a 46% on uh, audience score. (laughs) (laughs) So... I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not a good movie, but I was looking at it as in the sense of like, well, you're a kid, you don't know what a good movie is. I know yeah. kids aren't writing the reviews, but you know, like, if I took like my hypothetical kid to a movie, 
and they liked it, I'm going to write a review based on whether or not they liked it, not whether I liked it, because it wasn't for me. Yeah. It wasn't aimed towards me, I mean. Well, also, you got to keep in mind that I don't think that Rotten Tomatoes was a thing back when this movie came out. So it's yeah, that's since also probably true. people have gone back and read, wrote reviews. Yeah, which and... is unfortunate. That movie can't hold up to that kind of criticism. Yeah, <laughs> Although, and like, so like a lot of the uh, the critic reviews are like taken from like newspapers uh, or other okay. like places. So a lot of those reviews are from either like 2001 or like close to it 2000 close yeah meanwhile i'm sure the uh the audience reviews are probably uh closer to now yeah oh there's no dates for these audience reviews oh that's anyways let's move on yeah so we were talking about easy games with destiny potentially being an easy game i guess the weird part is that i keep saying like potentially as if the game is not out yet when it's yeah. out it's just not out on pc we anyway. haven't played it either so yes. yeah <laughs> um let's talk about a game that came out recently that's particularly difficult right so cuphead. and we actually have both played this game it's called cuphead yeah. if you haven't heard about it uh get out that rock we talked about it a couple weeks ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so this game has gotten a lot of uh attention because it is notoriously hard and people love to call it uh, i hate this dark souls-esque yuck yeah um so like literally at this point if a game is hard it's just like that game is like dark souls right. um so you, well we can both i think we both agree that the game is hard yes um, most definitely so um what has been a debate that's been floating around the internet since it came out is is it too hard and should games be this hard if you buy a game do you deserve to finish it all right you want to give your opinion first sure uh no okay (laughs) so here's what i think is that if you buy a game i don't know the way that i think about it so like one point that this article links in the script that uh i read and there was a couple ones that i different that different ones that i read one of them was saying like oh well like you can if you buy a dvd you can skip forward in the movie to any part you want, but you can't do that with a game. You have to like go in the order that the dev wanted you to go, and if you can't get past a certain part, then well, too bad you don't get to see the rest. Right. So and they're they're saying that that's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, and they were arguing yeah. that that's not a good thing. You should be able to skip around to any part that you want. Mm. I would counter argue that and say yeah. if you skip forward in a movie, you're a heathen. Stop it. Well. Here, I feel like here's a better argument to prove your point. Even with if that. you've watched the movie before, it's just like, why are you watching a, a single scene for itself? Like, get well, friends. Oh, oh my god. Well, <laughs> here's the problem. So you can, and their argument is that if you skip forward in, you know, you can skip forward in the movie and you still get to see the rest and you bought this thing. Well, here's the thing. When you skipped forward in the movie, you did not get the whole thing because you skipped that part. Right, but what they're and saying is that, like... with a game, you need to get the whole... Th- well, the idea from the developer, at least in this game, is that you get the whole thing. So, like, you can't have both of those things. And also, like, games are interactive, whereas a movie is something that you just, like, veg out on the couch and stare at. So, just That's... because you bought it, you know... Just like when you bought the movie and the director had an intended purpose, like an idea in mind, if you skip forward in it, you're not getting what the the director wanted yeah in a game it would be the same thing like if you skipped forward you're not getting what the developer wanted 
the other ar- the, game, the other argument piece. was like they say like oh so if you go to like say a museum you aren't tested to like get to the next exhibit you just go about and you can see everything for free or however much the entrance price was where in games right. if you um if you can't get past a certain boss or like a certain level then you can't move on to see the next part unless it has like a skip feature uh, certain games will but like with like say cuphead yeah. so there's no option to be like skip this boss yeah you can play and it on there see, is a easier difficulty but you can't like right. skip it entirely yeah and once again i come back to the argument that a museum is not interactive entertainment it's something that you i don't know at. have you seen those self-guided tours that's interaction <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, a game is interactive, and in Cuphead, there, like you were just saying, there is the easier difficulty, which kind, it's like kind of lets you go past the boss, mm-hmm. but you don't get the coins for it, which is the overarching theme of the game. Right. So, kind, it's like kind of, but not really, because you won't be able to complete the game by doing all the easy, you know, like doing all the bosses on easy mode. Um, but I'm, I don't think that you should like be entitled to finishing the game just because you paid money for it as a professional not game finisher i can (laughs) tell you that i've paid money for a lot of games that i haven't finished and it's not solely because of difficulty um i don't know i think that's a in my opinion that's kind of like a weak argument that just because you paid money for this thing that you are entitled to finishing it because the way that I always thought it, like even looking at the roots of gaming were not only is it interactive entertainment, but there's a reason that we have things like esports leagues and stuff like that now. And that's because it's interactive entertainment that is based on a certain like skill proposition. Yeah. It's not just something that you watch like TV, you know, like yeah. there are clearly going to be people that are better and people that are worse at these things. So, you know, we can take it to something as simple as like League of Legends, although you don't have to pay for this game. Um you don't almost... oh shit, man. They got me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> although... Holy shit, cuz I paid I paid full entrance price. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you would be making the argument that just because you play League that like you should win every match. Like you should finish in good standing and it's like no you 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 have to build the skill to do that and mm-hmm. just like in cuphead you don't win every boss just because you play the game like right. you don't just beat it and uh i don't know like with the argument of like is cuphead too difficult in my personal opinion i don't think so um i think it's i think that's also like that's the appeal of some of those games is like you bash your head against the boss over and over again and then you finally yeah. beat it and it's like yay i did it yeah uh, you don't know and like if I you just know. pushed a button and skipped to the next boss you're not getting that like same like what, what are you paying what are you paying what are you paying or and playing the game for right because like in like with especially with like dark souls or like cuphead games like that i feel like part of the the appeal and also part of like what you're signing up for is just like you are expecting it to be hard yeah, exactly. And I think one major thing about Cuphead, and I realize you were just saying you don't like this comparison, but I'm doing it, um, that I feel, for me personally, that's different from like Dark Souls, because I did go through a short stint of playing Dark Souls, and with Dark Souls, the way, the, I don't know, the way the game made me feel was it almost felt like the tasks were impossible, if you will. I know they're not, I know it's possible to beat the game, but for me, it felt like it's 
you're, it's so difficult that, like, it almost seems like you'll never get it. Whereas with Cuphead, one, there's, like, design elements in the game that I feel like don't have that. And, they're, like, when you redo a boss, the boss, sure, if you, like, pay attention to the game design, like, sure, the bosses are on cycles and stuff. So, like, you can come to recognize the patterns of the boss cycles but one thing that i feel like kind of gives you hope is when you fail there's a little meter that shows you how far you were to finishing so you don't have to just play and die and just be like hmm, okay well i don't know like i don't know if i was doing well or not because you can i would argue that, that dark meter. souls has the same thing because there's health when you're fighting a boss or something like that well yeah that's true uh um, yeah yeah and i would also counterpoint by saying get good no. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Dark Souls just wasn't for me. I'm not saying it's a bad game at all. I definitely think the game itself is like fantastic. I enjoyed the short amount of time that I did play, but um, I don't know. It, like I said, it got to the point to me that it felt like overwhelming. Whereas Cuphead, in my opinion, and I'm sure they, as much as we both don't like the comparison, I'm sure they have some similarities in the sense that you kind of do the same thing over and over again. Or you not trying right, to learn that the, you do the same the thing, but yeah, you try and adjust your strategy, yeah, yeah, on the boss over and over again to try and finish it. And with Cuphead, I mean, there was a boss that I spent, I don't know, probably like forty-five minutes doing the same boss, and the when you do finish it, it just feels so like outstanding like you i don't know you care so much more or i personally care so more so much more about the game then because it's just like all right i got past this part you know like now i care about going to make a save and like you cherish that time that you spent and you think about the fact that you don't want to go back and have to do it over you know what i mean Uh and that makes you want to progress in the game in my opinion Mm -hmm. um and that's i also like how the cuphead is difficult but I don't feel like any of the stuff that happens to you is cheap. It's when you die, you feel like it's because you fucked up. It's not because the game was like cheating. You know what right. I mean? Not saying that you know games cheat, but you know sometimes you get that feeling where just like no, that was BS. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in my experience, I don't really get that that feeling with Cuphead. Usually, it's just like well, I fucked up. <laughs> right, right. You know, like I goofed, and that's why I died. Yeah. And um that also kind of gives you that feeling of like okay i have to do it again you know like one more try like i was playing a boss yesterday for probably like a solid 30 minutes and didn't finish it Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i also don't do the easy modes unless i've been doing a boss for like what i feel like is a ridiculous amount of time i just don't do the easy mode because it's not worth it in the grand scheme so i'm like why am i you know like jerking myself off basically thinking that i finished this when i didn't and i just Uh, have to go back and do it again yeah so i don't know Hmm. but um personally no i don't i I, i'm with you i'm with the uh which is kind of it sounds kind of douchey but it's just like get good yeah um and frankly here's the thing um as a as a wise co-worker told me at one point and this is not directly um related to video games but it kind of you know is um we were talking about books he reads a lot and uh, i was reading a book that i wasn't too enthralled with and he was saying you know he gives he reads a book and uh he'll give it a certain number of chapters before if he doesn't care about it he just doesn't read it anymore because life's yeah. too short to waste reading bad books like books right. that you don't enjoy same thing you bought the game sure you're out of your money you play the game you don't like it or like it's too difficult or it's not for you 
just don't play it. Nobody's yeah. like holding a gun to your head, making you have to finish it. Sure, you you spent the money on it. Cuphead was only twenty bucks, but sure, you spent the money on it. If you only played less than two hours, you could return it. But come on, like it's just I don't know. People are kind of like getting a two up in arms about Cuphead. Right. I feel. And that to to wrap it all up, I feel like this person who was writing this and some people who were arguing that like Cuphead should have like a skip ability or something like that, or right. like games should have, they're a little bit like too entitled almost where yeah they feel like just because they bought a game they deserve to like finish it just yeah like, i don't know sometimes like i don't know sometimes you like don't finish something you don't. i don't know yeah, yeah you just don't and i mean like i said that kind of to me comes back to some of the earlier roots of gaming where like video games are more of a skill proposition than they are just entertainment that you stare at so right. granted i'm not saying that yeah, if you wanted just to... because you're not good, you should not be allowed to play games. That's not my argument, but uh, it's almost to the point where it's just like you're not going to be good at every game. Some games you will be bad at, and th- unless you decide that you want to dedicate your time to becoming good at it, then you're not going to get good, and you can just not play it. Like that's why I stopped playing Dark Souls. I don't have the I, like I don't doubt that I could have spent time like getting good at it, but I just didn't care to, and I just stopped playing the game. Yeah, if you it's wanted to, uh, if you wanted to have a uh, a game experience where you just sat and watch cutscenes and occasionally mash buttons, you could have played God of War. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I thought I you were know. gonna say two K eighteen. That's a good one too. Um, oh. But well, speaking, speaking of other of games War. that are pissing people off. um well yeah that's the interesting thing i was gonna say uh i didn't find this out until today actually there is a shadow of war like mobile game really um yeah i played it for a little bit and i'm not sure if i'm going to continue i do i have a long shift overnight tonight so i'm gonna probably try it out more and i realize this is like the douchiest pc gamer thing ever but like the graphics are bad and i know it's a phone <laughs> game but there i've played phone games with much better graphics than this it almost mm. the weird thing is it like just just came out and it looks like it came out for like i don't know the iphone 4 or something like that really? like it's it doesn't look good in my opinion and i know like you can have good games that don't look good i know all the memes tweet at me but it's like it just it's distracting almost how bad it looks um does it connect to the actual game uh, as far as I can tell so far, no, it does not. And mm. here's the other thing. I'm going to trigger you even harder. This is a mobile game that so far I cannot find microtransactions in. Really? Oh, yes. Right now. And Wait, so they put... They exactly. Put, now you're there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they put microtransactions in their $60 one-player game. Yes. <laughs> they didn't put my good okay okay i'm over it. yeah I'm over it. like like on uh, i know they do right this. now they're checking it out <laughs> <laughs> they do it on google play as well um but on the app store like before you click on a game it it'll be like this you, has right oh wait it might i swear it didn't uh, in app find them. Yeah, it does have them. Okay, I was about to say. You liar! No. <laughs> well, when I was looking earlier, I couldn't find where the in-app purchases were. But uh-huh. um, apparently it does have in-app purchases. So never mind. I was going to say, that's pretty outrageous. But here's one thing that I do think is interesting overall about the Shadow of War. And then what was the first one? Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. Is 
that Lord of the Rings is such an old series, and they're just like milking that cow for everything it's worth because it's I just guess. like. I guess. the last like... thing anything relevant with Lord of the Rings was like in the like zeitgeist, like in the public eye? Like, who cares about Lord Hobbit. of the Rings? Literally, yeah. Yeah, but that was how many years ago again? Only a few. It was only a couple of years ago. Let's look it up. When was it? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I thought um, it was more than that. No. Because uh, they split it up, remember? They split it up into, like, three. Oh, uh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> what? <laughs> you remember they literally made one book into fucking three movies? They put right. a... They, the last one, The Battle of the Five Armies, came out 2014. Okay, so three years ago, almost oh, four man, years old ago. Old man over here. That's kind of a long time. Oh, three years ago, you remember <laughs> those days. You yeah. remember the days where I was just twenty-four. <laughs> Sit on old old Grandpa Fonz's lap, and I'll tell you about three years ago. Three um, <laughs> years ago. Yeah. I don't know. It, I didn't think anything was really relevant with Lord of the Rings anymore. But regardless, okay, old man, just old man, get, letting. Uh, who who does WB still manage that that um, franchise they, that intellectual property? They they do for the uh, the game at least I know that. Okay, so I was giving WB a shout out. Uh, I thought it was cool that they were making a mobile game, and um, I don't know Ew, who doesn't I'll make try. a mobile game anymore. Yeah, that's we true. have our own mobile game. Check it out. It's called Last <laughs> Week on Mobile. Yeah, <laughs> you play as two voracious podcasters looking to make their mark on the scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of mobile gaming, the um, at last week's Oculus Connect, the Oculus team announced a new HMD that is called the Oculus Go. That dog and, is super um, excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, essentially, if you are familiar with like phone-based VR, like the da- uh, the Google Daydream headset or Oculus's own Samsung Gear VR, you know that you basically put your phone inside of what's kind of like an hmd with like uh fresno lenses in it or just uh any kind of lens in the front of it and of course you mount it on your head and you can kind of like watch 360 videos i think there are some games um naturally you have like less degrees of motion than you do with uh full-fledged if you will vr um but the main issue is right now the phone vr space is kind of limited if you do not count um what's it called google's own cardboard that they kind of like abandoned uh because google cardboard was open source although very limited and then they switched over to having the daydream headset which they came out with last year and only worked with literally their phone um which isn't too outlandish because samsung did the same thing if you don't have a samsung phone you can't use a gear a gear vr and if you know anything about the vr space right now vr adoption is like in the toilet um so what oculus is at least attempting to do is kind of up that adoption a little bit with the oculus go where you're getting almost you're, you're getting like phone quality vr but you don't need to have a phone um you don't need to have a expensive like gaming pc you don't need to have a particular like you need a samsung phone or like a pixel or anything like that because it has a display built into it um it's completely wireless although you do have less degrees of freedom and you only have one controller and stuff like that so you're getting like phone quality essentially phone-based vr without having a particular phone but the most important part is uh, they're supposed to be launching early next year at a price point of 200 dollars, which i think Hmm. is pretty dang good uh if you compare like i said if you compare to looking at something like the daydream headset or the um the galaxy gear because 
Sure, the Galaxy Gear itself might only cost you an extra 50 bucks, but you also already bought a $700 phone. So, you know, the, if you look at it like that, the Oculus Go is pretty inexpensive. And you should be able to, you know, you have your whole setup, you don't need to have any kind of additional peripherals at all, aside from, I'm assuming, an internet connection, um, to use it. So I think that's pretty interesting, and um, I don't know, depending on release, I might check it out. What? You already have a VR setup. Yeah, but this one's like portable, so I can watch porn somewhere else. Uh, um. <laughs> I know that you live in VR now, but like, ugh, this this whole like I'm looking at all these this VR stuff, the pictures and the videos from the Oculus Go. So like, yeah. if you scroll down, and there's like one where it's like social apps, and it's like yeah, people standing around a table. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ugh, yuck. And Actually, then I scroll down, and I see pictures of like that girl. With the, in the green shirt, and she's like uh-huh. got the the Oculus Go on her face. Uh-huh. I'm just like, ugh, yuck. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm just yeah, gross. Just turned off by it all. Well, uh, what do you mean, like the aesthetics of it? Or yeah, kind of. I'm just like, oh man, I thought that I was a fucking nerd, but like oh. you're putting like a uh, like a you're basically just like putting this on your face and you're just like, well, not having any more uh, human interactions anymore, in person yeah. interactions. Yeah, I, well, with, um... Which is weird, you would think I would be down with that, but, uh, no. (laughs) With, like, full, like, tethered VR, that's more, a lot more immersive than, like, mobile VR, like the, um, the Oculus Go. Frankly, it is, I mean, sure, you, like, maybe you look goofy, but you pretty much, it's so immersive that you quickly forget about that. Like, Mm. The, the HMD doesn't weigh hardly anything. The controllers, like, mold pretty well to your hand. So you quickly become more immersed in what you're doing than, you know, like, looking like a goobus. Um, yeah. <laughs> and a, a quick anecdote about the social thing. So I think I talked about it last week where Microsoft... Or I might have cut it from the show notes because no one gave a shit. Um, <laughs> that uh, Microsoft revived Altspace VR, which was, at the time, the largest VR social network. And they could not afford to, you know... Uh, if as they said themselves keep the virtual lights on um so they were pretty much going to shut down all space and then microsoft just came out of nowhere and decided to donate a bunch of money to them to keep them running and i had never tried alt space so i wasn't really too beat up about you know them going away but uh, after they were not going to go away i was like all right well maybe i should try alt space and it's more of a social thing where basically like you can hang out with other people you can like play games and do other stuff like that so i had never been in it and uh, i decided to fire it up go to this little campfire area where there's like a bunch of people talking and um out for those who don't know me i'm not the most outgoing person in the world so i immediately muted my mic and um, <laughs> decided to like walk around and like see what's going on and uh you know i was standing next to this guy who was having a conversation and there was this panel with this board <laughs> no <laughs> there's this board that you could you know kind of like spin a wheel and it would ask you a question and they're like kind of like conversation starter style questions uh... and um one of the questions was, uh, I think it was music or movie that uh, you recently like experienced. So it didn't have to be that it came out recently, but like one that you recently saw or listened to um, that made a major change in your life. And um, so I was overhearing this guy's conversation with someone else, and he his answer to the question he asked the girl, um, "Have you ever seen the movie Zootopia?" And she was like, "Yeah." And uh, he was like, well, that that had a major effect on me because I'm a huge furry. And Ah. I immediately closed the game. (laughs) I immediately closed the app. 
Like, I don't even know what the rest of his sentence was. All I heard was, because I'm a huge furry. And then I was like, nope, not for me. Sorry, Microsoft. You blew it on that one. <laughs> oh, man. I'm out sorry for blowing out everyone's headphones. Uh, Rip headphone well, users. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I might get an alt space again, or I might burn that hard drive that it's on. I'm not sure. <laughs> I tried to turn away for that one. Oh, man. <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna have to go back and edit that and like turn it down because i'm blasting into the mic oh Oh, man man. well we we kind of already talked about this boss yeah we talked about this already we don't have to talk about it um so we'll we'll just include it into the other link yeah it was just another link for uh whether whether bosses should have a skip button or not which we basically touched on so let's jump into those goofs and those gaffs yeah buddy um so we all remember the now dead fidget spinner fad. Well, bringing up the rear because every good train needs a caboose. Mm-hmm. Um, a company that I'm assuming is somewhere in China. Yes, it is. Chile International has come out with a phone that is also like a cell phone that is also a fidget spinner. I'm going to be honest. It looks awesome. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> I like it. Oh my <laughs> it god! It looks super cool. Like, think about this. I have it's just be like, oh yeah, I have a burner phone, and then you just like whip it yeah. out, spin it in <laughs> <Yeah>. your hand. <laughs> uh, that is true. And also, don't call me on your... my real phone. Call me on my burner. Yeah. Where's your burner? Oh, it's this. And you stop spinning your fidget spinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what's um, really? And you say it's like too late, but I actually don't even think it's too late because, like, so really? every every you know, occasionally I'll go out into public, re, and yeah. I, you go to like you know how like sometimes stores will have like at the very front they have like garbage for sale. Yeah, um, yeah. So I went to one store and they had like at the very front they had fidget spinners for sale. I yeah. was like, oh man, these are still a thing. Yeah, but I feel like stores don't they have no shame they don't care dude i'm sure someone's kept there's someone's out buying them yeah i think maybe this christmas will be a good indicator because yeah i'm sure kids get uh fidget spinners for christmas stocking stuff so, dude yeah true um if you want this particular phone this particular stocking stuffer it's it is currently only being sold in india but as we all know um there's the internet and it's only 20 bucks you get eight gigs of storage or sorry no 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 you can expand it up to eight gigs of storage you only get a measly 32 megabytes of storage and a massive 1.4 inch screen on it um and, but you do get uh, six different color choices so there's there's that oh, six? Oh man yeah. i'm where are you're these gonna, choices you're gonna have to buy all six. Oh, <laughs> collect all now yeah collect them all Wait, is there um, a blue one probably let's see I was looking and I I clicked on that yep. Amazon link. Hey, there is, there is a blue one, and then there's also if you scroll down that page a little bit more, there's some fidget spinners on some nipples. So <laughs> wait, I clicked on the <laughs> I clicked on the wrong link. <laughs> yeah, you did. Wait, uh, you I click- clicked on the on Amazon. Oh, comes in six colors. There we yep, go. Yep, there you go. That's the nipple one you wanted. <laughs> there's a pink one. There's a red one. There's a blue. Oh, there's some boobies. And then there's some nipples. <laughs> there's a nipple colored one. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, buddy. Interesting. But um, wow. let's see what else we have. That was something I didn't need to see. <laughs> the old docket. Oh, yeah. Um, so some of you listeners may have already known this, but I was not paying attention. I think if you go back into the archives, we might have talked about this a long time ago. But an app, oh, we forgot. On, yeah, an app on Android and iOS called CastBox that is a podcasting 
app. Um, just recently had an update that will actually allow you to search through audio using text. So you can search an episode and type in a particular line, or of course like search through a, um, a full show using a particular line to find out what episode it was in. So you Wait, can use so like this if app. you're... So if someone's like looking for this episode and they're like, where's the episode where they talked about nipple fidget spinners? Yes, so, you could type in the search nipple fidget, fidget spinners. spinners. Just in case like it's, it's having trouble reading what I'm saying. It's nipple and <laughs> I. <laughs> um, so if you really want to get deep involved in the last week community, you can use this app to call us out on our bullshit. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I search through our episodes to find out yeah. where we were wrong. <laughs> I would recommend downloading that no matter which of the two relevant mobile platforms that you're on. If you have a Windows phone, you made a mistake. Um, mm. <laughs> and go ahead and hit us with a sub, a comment, or whatever uh, what other, whatever other forms of self-gratification that we can get out of you on CastBox, yeah. as well as iTunes and Google Play. You, you didn't even tell them the biggest news, which yeah. may have already happened, but we didn't know. Yeah, um, so after spending a couple of hours manually uploading all of our episodes to CastBox, I found out that they were already on there, and <laughs> then had to quickly delete all of those, resulting in me <laughs> resulting in me running across our CastBox <laughs> sub-numbers, which are above 1,000, which is yeah. pretty insane. There's a 1,000 of you stupid people out there who want to listen to us ramble well, every week. Now there's 950, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. warm-ups. <laughs> And There's then, a like, a couple of people who were trying to, they were trying to sub to, they thought that this was the uh, last, uh, this <laughs> week on last Oliver week. Show. Yeah, they thought it was the John Oliver <laughs> podcast, so yeah. they were sorely disappointed. <laughs> no, no, no. We love our subs. Um, so if you are subbed out there on CastBox, hit us up on the old Twitter space, or if you're subbed on iTunes or Google Play, don't forget to leave that that review and that rating. Um, our Twitter handle is at lastweekpodcast um my personal twitter handle is or also we track the hashtag lwoti and my personal twitter handle is at hobby underscore grade and i track the hashtag front roll and he um, also tracks the hashtag <laughs> fidget spinner nipples yeah <laughs> i just want to make sure i switch all the words around that way if they accidentally type in the wrong order so fidget nipple spinners yeah <laughs> uh, oh my gosh <laughs> spinner nipple fidget yes um, <laughs> Let's see, we have a website that's lastweekontheinternet.com, and we have an email address that's lastweekontheinternet at gmail.com, and we want to give a shout out to a very special friend of the show, longtime listener, Mary, who sent us an First email. time messenger. Yeah, longtime listener, first time caller, yeah. um, Mary, who sent us an email, and... Um, she's lucky i actually checked it uh no <laughs> no she's our our first and probably only um listener email that we've ever gotten so thanks to be that. fair i've been going through the email and deleting all the other emails before you can get a chance so <laughs> except for all the spam ones yeah. leave those <laughs> leave those those are the good ones yeah um, <laughs> that's the quality yeah uh, man. um i don't know we already said you can sub on iTunes and Google Play. Oh yeah, also we have a Patreon that you can find at lastweekontheinternet.com slash Patreon. And we I actually said it all together this time. Um, Congrats. Yeah, and we want to give a shout out to our current patrons. 
Uh, let's see if we can go down this list and not mess anyone's name up. They're not even hard names. Brand- <laughs> and we know all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Adam, Lawrence, and Maddie are um, there are patrons keeping the show running. And if you want to be a patron yourself, like I said, you can find it at lastweekontheinternet.com slash Patreon. Uh, I think that's that's all the goofs we've got for this week. It actually ended up being not a last week junior episode. That's because we were raging about yeah. um, <laughs> Cuphead for so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been episode 53 of Last Week on the Internet, and we'll catch you next week.